0: Hey everyone welcome back to three men and their babies three dads three very different scenarios it's a double this week as adam is off doing the best reason to be off which is he is dadding for the week Top with all dadding. his beautiful kids yes good good dadding from adam it's one of the only reasons we'll allow people to not be on this show i think is dadding
1: exactly exactly i've got i've got my holiday coming up in the, the end of uh end of the month and i will be off dadding during then as well so you'll there'll be a a throwback to so when uh Blossomers and Hospital, uh, Daniel and Adam episode coming up soon. Look forward to it. Oh yeah, should be good. I I just
0: realised this. It, it's Friday the thirteenth today, Benny. Do yeah. you have any? Do you care about that at all? Do you even have no. the slightest hinge of? Oh, it's Friday the thirteenth. Oh my god.
1: I thought about it earlier, forgot about it, and then you've just reminded me about it again. I'm not like very I'm not superstitious that much at all, really. Like uh, back when. I mean, we're going back to the dark times where the Buccaneers were a uh, bad football team not the best uh, American <laughs> football team on the planet in the whole world of course but um they used to be I used to like have rituals for their games which never worked because they always lost and I was like right, I need to do, do something I do need to do this different this week I need to wear this pair of socks I need to wear this pair of boxes or not wear this jersey and hope that in the hopes that they'd actually like play well which was a mistake right from the start but no, I don't really do that anymore. I'm, I'm, I've become very pragmatic in my older age. The more grey hairs that have ended up on my head, the more pragmatic I've become.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly the same. Yeah, I used to be really. I just realised as well, we can talk about sports all week this week, haven't we? Yeah. Not here? Exactly. so? <laughs> two, two men and some sports. Um, <laughs> Football. Yeah, I, I used to be. I used to be really superstitious when I was a kid. I've done. I I don't know why. I don't even know where it came from. And it used to be, the worst one was a, was a single magpie. It used to drive me mm. mad. If I saw one magpie, I would literally spend the rest of the day <laughs> trying to find one more just to make two and for it to then not be bad luck. Which way. again was stupid because I... you only remember the things that bad that happen. If I yeah. see a magpie and nothing happens, I don't think about it. But then, if I see one and something bad happens, I think, ah, because of that magpie, because mm-hmm. somehow birds have control over my life or something. Exactly. I don't know. It's yeah. so ridiculous. It's so stupid.
1: I always similar in that I always try and looking for three in the hopes that one day I might get a girlfriend. But alas, to no, no to to no luck. That's why online dating is yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Yeah, I wonder. I'd love to know at what point that
0: kind of. It's like phobias or something like that. There was a point where something happened where, for some reason, I immediately associated one magpie with some Mm. kind of instant death or instant disaster. Yeah, something bad's going to happen to
1: you.
0: Yeah, like like spiders and stuff. I don't know why we seem to have this preordained fear of spiders for some reason, or people do. And I did when I was a kid. I was terrified of them, terrified of them. And now I'm fine. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's just an animal. It's, and I'm huge. I could just stand on it for Y2. I could crush it. It doesn't exactly, matter. Yeah.
1: You're a big scary human person. It's not like it's not the fear for me, it's the fact that like if you see one and then lose it, like lose it to like the skirt and boards or like to the carp or whatever, like you feel it calling up your legs even though it's probably nowhere near you. You just get that like <laughs> the tickling sensation. That's that's the bit I can't stand. I hate that.
0: No way! I, yeah, I don't get that. I have to catch them because of Georgia, basically, because I think yeah, she'll burn the house down if she sees one. <laughs> so, I've just become—I don't—I've just become a regular person now who can just catch them and take them outside. But yeah, yeah, the thought of doing that when I was sort of ten or eleven was no, God, no way! I'd have broken out in a cold sweat and hives probably.
1: And it must be the same remember, for. Oh, go on. Do you remember um, when we were talking about um, as a few episodes ago? We were talking about scary films and. Like movies that shit us up when we were kids, essentially. Oh, yeah. and I mentioned, and I mentioned Ghostbusters Two was the one that did it to me with the guy flying in the window. For, yeah, yeah. A, lo- for a long time after that, I might mention this before in a podcast. Actually, um, I had to turn the light on when I entered the room. Like, I, I like in my mum and dad's house, like you walk into the lounge and like the light switch is right next to the door, and I'd have to like reach my arm in the door and turn the light on before like I could go into the room because I was like so scared that the scary man would take my baby away. <laughs> which I guess, which I guess now is like a real pro- should be a real yeah, proper fear. That for should
0: me. be an actual fear. Yeah, that should be an actual fear
1: now. <laughs> that the way lady man who works kind of the gallery
0: is going to steal Freya.
1: <laughs> I I did that for many a year, like for until like I was the age where I shouldn't really be doing that. Yeah, you know, the age where I should have like grown up and forgotten about it. But yeah, I guess that's like the one superstition thing that I had. But I don't really have anything anymore. I don't think. But, like, I can think off the my, of head
0: anyway. my only scary thing, and I'm not bothered. I'll, I'll I'll say Sarah goes to bed at nine o'clock or whatever. I'll go up to bed with her and I'll just lie there and I I could watch a horror film. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a scary horror film that people would have seen. I, whatever, any scary horror film, something that really scares people. Ghostbusters too. Ghostbusters 2, maybe. Terrifying. Yeah. I'll watch it and then I'll come back downstairs. I'll walk around in the dark. Doesn't bother me. You, like obviously you know we have quite a few rooms downstairs so but, but and they're quite big yeah. so i mean we have big patio doors there could be somebody standing outside i never think about it but when it's mm. time for me to go to bed as soon as i start walking up the stairs i then sometimes get that feeling that somebody's going to grab me from behind oh yeah in the dark i get that i still get that Drag now i'm 40 stairs. years old yeah, yeah. or they're going to sort of sort of grab me and I don't know, scare me or like a jump scare or something. I still get that now, and I've been walking around downstairs the whole time. And there's clearly nobody here because I've been you're in every room doing stuff. So you're gonna
1: get to the top. Yeah. You're gonna get to the top of your stairs, turn around that corner towards your bedroom, and then uh, just a little little check over your shoulder just to make sure nothing there. And then uh, Lisa from PT is just gonna be standing there <laughs> in a in a big white dress and bloody belly.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think what I'm trying to think what would be the scariest thing to be stood there.
1: I, I know me. what it is for me straight straight away. <laughs> um, Go on. One one of my favorite, one of my, well, I say favorite. The biggest horror trope for me is um, like scary children, like the. I, I, I'm, again, I'm terrible with scary films. You know this. Um, what's the one with the yeah. two girls that stand in the hallway? Is that Psycho? Oh, The Shining. The, the Shining. Shining. that was close. That was close. Yeah. Yeah. Freya's going to do that at some point. She's not going to know how, why that's scary to me. But she's just, <laughs> when she's old enough to be like wandering the halls. Like, I'm going to turn a corner and she's just going to be standing there. And I might scream. It's a very big possibility.
0: Come play with us, Jordan, forever and ever and ever. And you're just like, ah! Oh, not mine would be. Yeah, if I turned around and mine was um, Samara from The Ring, the girl from The Ring, but the Japanese version. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. That film scared me so much. Yeah, it'd be that. It'd be that for sure. Which now I'll be thinking about that tonight. So that's good. Good. So I did give you a a slight piece of homework this week, which was to give us the sort of three or four month update. You've had some time now with the baby. It's not like it's just fresh in your mind and it's literally just happened. You're now in that mode of, okay, now we're parents. Things are definitely different. We're now realizing that life is different forever. So I was going to say like, what's your kind of sort of three, four month report at this point?
1: Like it's not so much the fact that, we are going to be parents forever. I mean, yes, we are. That's true. But it's more that um, it feels like I have been a parent forever. It's been, you know, like I said, three, nearly four months. Four months on. Um, uh, four months next week, and I feel like I've been doing this my entire life. Like the days have slowed down, and I feel like I've been a parent not for the past four months, maybe for like, the past four years. Like the, the amount of time I've known Blossom. Like I feel like I've been a parent for. And it's scary to me as well because I'm at a point now where has like, developed such a personality, like, she'll smile at you, she'll talk to you, she'll have a laugh with you, if you tickle her she'll do, like, a real, like, cute scream, she was doing that with me this morning. And I don't want that to go, I'm, I'm really, like, scared of her growing up to an actual, like, child rather than just a baby, I want, I kind of want her to be a baby forever, and I know that's selfish of me, but that's just what I want, but... We've gotten to such a routine now, like, that we've got our uh, feed shit in order, even though she, she's got to go up her feed now because she's, we had a weighed, um, last, uh, it was Monday, Tuesday, wasn't Tuesday. We had a weighed on Tuesday and she's over, um, 12 and a half pounds now, which means we have to up the feed to six fluoric ounces ago, five day, five times a day. So everything's changed and she's kind of trying to get used to that. You know, we're, we're just in such like a routine that it's all second nature now. Like, And that's why I say, like, I feel feel that I've been doing this for years. Like, it's wake up, wake up at half six, get changed, take her downstairs, feed her, um, try and get her off to sleep before I go to work, go off to work. Blossom looks after her, has 20 visitors during the day because she seems to be very popular at the minute. And then her granddad comes around, or, oh, and Freya's granddad comes around, because he comes around almost every day. And then I come home, we have dinner, we feed her, we have baths, showers, cuddle in front of the TV. Blossom goes up to bed about 10, I feed Freya. She passes out, she passes out in my arms, and then I go to bed as soon as she's asleep. Like, it's, it's so simple. I don't, I don't want that to change. Like, I'm, it probably sounds like boring, but I'm, I'm just, we're just in such a zone at the minute, which is probably like every parent's been overconfident like this, and I'm sure something's going to shatter it soon. But I'm 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 just like I feel like I'm coping really well, and I'm really scared that it's going to come crumbling down at some point.
0: Yeah, it's it is the um, I think I think I said this earlier on before you even had Freya, but you'll get into these routines for three or four months, and then Freya changes in some way that now you can't <clears> do that. So the next thing might be that. I don't know, like when she starts having real food or yeah. then it becomes, well, now we're not giving her a bottle. Now we have to try all these different real foods. Maybe, you know, you're giving like fruit pouches or stuff like yeah. that and yeah. she might not like one. Okay, now we've got to change it and do a different one. or oh, she doesn't like that. So now we've got to try a different one. She'll go off food. So she's not going to like the same food forever. And you will get into, you will get into these crazy routines where your routine now as it is, in about three or four months it will be a totally different routine, but you yeah. will then be back into a new routine that you then mm. do for three or four months. Yeah, And like oh. I said, ours was the same. We we went from, okay, Georgie just sleeps downstairs, and then it became a case of, well, now she has to sleep in her cot, so we'll take her to bed, and I'll kind of hold her in my arms until she dozes off, and then I'll put her into a mm. cot, and then that became the routine. And it's little things like that, or when she goes to a new bed, or and then that becomes mm. the routine. It is... Um, no, I think I think every parent does the same. I don't think it's, I don't think it's overconfidence because you do get into that. Okay, I know exactly what I'm doing now. You know yeah. her screams, you know her noises, you know what she <laughs> needs. You yeah. run through your checklist. Like I said to you, mm-hmm. it's really the first the first three days. You tell somebody looking after a baby is easy. They they think you're a mental person. Like <laughs> no, it's not. How how do I do this? Yeah, after two weeks, you're like, oh yeah, this is really easy. We've got a beautiful yeah. routine going. And then something little changes. You've just got to change it a little bit. I don't think yeah, I don't think it's overconfidence. I think it's uh, it's just the way it
1: goes. I think everyone's done that. Honestly, like then, it, it's become so. Again, it's probably like the wrong thing that should have happened, but it's been so simple ever since the day after like her first set of jabs. Like it was like something clicked in her, and she suddenly realised. Right, I go to sleep at about eleven, and I wake up when Daddy wakes up in the morning, and ever since that's happened. I can count on one hand the amount of time she's woken up like properly in the night. And I don't think it's more than like three times. She sometimes gets fussy around five in the morning. And we've got one of those, um, it's called Ewan, it's like a sheep that plays like a, like got a glowing red light on, like a cane's red light and it plays like a heartbeat and rain (laughs) sound. Yeah. And like that, Puts her straight back off. To I used that this morning because she tried waking up at six and I wouldn't let her. So because I wanted an extra half an hour in bed. So I yeah, I put could. that on and that knocked her straight back out again. But yeah, like yeah. Ever, ever, ever since that ever since that jab, she's been the most perfect little baby. And again, I don't know if there's something happened in her. It's probably the microchips that they put in the jabs that the you know, the mind control. Yeah, probably. Chips. Yeah, so it's probably yeah. that. She's OB-G a five G baby now,
0: isn't she? So yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, the signal in my house has
1: never been better. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> We can now get Channel Five <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unsc- unscrambled after eleven o'clock.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not over, you're not overconfident at all. You've just got into a good routine, and it's a good thing because, and also as well, I I always think it shows that you're definitely doing the right things. I know. I know there are kids. There are some kids out there who are just wired differently, and maybe they. I know Sarah was the same. Sarah would just lie awake all night in her cot. She wouldn't cry or scream. She'd just lie there awake, and her mm-hmm. parents would be sort of, "What do we do?" <laughs> like she won't go to sleep. So they took her to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Well, is she is she crying or anything?" And they said, "No." And he said, "Well, she's fine then. She's just awake in like in the nighttime. You know, she'll sleep mm-hmm. in the day. When she trust me, when she gets tired, she'll fall asleep." And and <laughs> she did, <laughs> you know. But then I think I do think sometimes as I be very judgmental here, I do think sometimes that like parents can they'll just fall into certain traps because it's easy. and like you said this morning, she she was crying, but you didn't then get up straight away and go, "Oh my God, I'd better go and get her." You were like, "No, no we'll go back to sleep." And that's <laughs> yeah. and i'm I'm a big proponent of that, and I <laughs> think it's it sort of sets the tone kind of early, even in, even in such an early stage. like I said, I, I used to work with uh, district nurses. And they said that for the longest time, science kind of said that bonds between parents and children weren't being formed until they were sort of 18 months, two years old. And then they've now discovered that bonds are being formed immediately in babies and sort of routines and yeah. uh, the way your parents are and their demeanor and all that kind of thing. It, it sets into the baby very, very quickly within sort of like two months. So if you can get, you know, you've got her into routine straight away and that's great.
1: It certainly seems like she can. I don't know if like I'm again making it up, but it certainly seems that like she can recognize faces. Like she knows when like me or Blossom are talking to her. She knows when like um her granddad her grandparents come round and they play over. Like she just gets like this incredibly cute smile on her face, which just melts me. And again, when I was I was tickling her after uh, we just gave her a bath just before we uh, came on to record, and I was tickling her, and she just does this high pitched scream, which just oh my god. I, and and I know I said it like not long after we had her, but I had no idea that I could love a little human this much. I didn't. I didn't think it was possible, but I do.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And like you uh, like you said before, you said that you feel like you've done it forever. That that obviously you know obviously the longer it goes, you mm. you just start to forget your previous life almost. Yeah. So you know, sort of BC before child, <laughs> you are just. What, I mean Sarah will sometimes sit here and say, what the hell did we used to do with our time? We had so much time. What did we do with it? Because you think now you think, well I've got no time to do all the things I want to do. Yeah. And you think, hang on a minute. When we didn't have a kid, how did how did we not go to space or cure cancer? Or <laughs> <laughs> like we, we could have done so much. We had we must have had hours. What did we do when we got home from work? We did nothing, clearly, because we haven't accomplished anything massive. Yeah, we had we had like at least five hours every night to do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted, and we didn't. <laughs> you think what? What the hell did we do with our time?
1: I was thinking goes, earlier, like, um, is, um, I was thinking about like um 2013 time. So this, this is pre pre blossom time. Not long after I met yourself, um, the oh, I'm going to get really nerdy for the, the people listening now. Yes, um, let's go. The G1 climax 23, the best G1 climax. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, which had um, Nakamura and Ibushi and Ishi and Shibata. Um, oh, yeah. That had fourteen shows in like the space of two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah, and these, and these are like four-hour shows, which I watched every second of. Yeah, me and, too. Like I said, how how did I do that? Living in this world now, how was that even possible? And I go, and I, I bring this up because I don't know if anyone will listen, but. Um, A good friend to the the Japanese wrestling scene passed away over the weekend, and that hit me quite hard this morning Yeah, as a a guy that I I followed, like, religiously back in those days where, like, that sort of thing was hard to get hold of, so that's what made me think of that, and I thought, yeah, just, like, how did I do that? How did I, like, sit in front of my computer and complete Bloodborne in, like, a week, like, how did I find the time to do all this? There's no time anymore, no time at all. It's true. The baby it's true. is my time, and don't get me wrong, yeah. I won't change it for anything. Yeah, exactly. took a piss at me last week for for, for saying that I am. Um, I, I can't play on the PlayStation anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> she t- she t- she absolutely ripped the shit out of me. She she all sits in the same room with me when I do the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but what didn't come across is that I wouldn't change it. Like I don't miss it. I do miss it a little bit, but it's it's not going to change my life. To not do it, like I've got much more important things on the go now. I have a child now. I've got a mini version of me, whose ass I'm going to kick at FIFA when she's old enough. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you've seen Georgia playing on the PlayStation and stuff, and like she loves playing Minecraft. And yeah, just got to get your daughter into games. That's all. And then you can do that together. It's so true. It's so true. You just those those G one shows were ridiculous as well (laughs) because. It was hell for the people. It was hell for the wrestlers taking part. And it was hell yeah. for us to try and watch it because it was, like you say, 14 shows in two and a half weeks four, four about four hours each. And you had to watch the show that day. You couldn't wait because then you'd be behind. And then you'd start to get, if you got behind, you were just done because you then yeah, you exactly. couldn't catch up because there was so much to catch up on. And I guess it's, um think I like, RIP to real hero, Jamal, um, yeah. Anybody, you don't have to be a, a, a Japanese wrestling fan to appreciate what I'm about to say, but what Jamal would do would be to record the shows and then put them on Daily Motion, and this was a time where you couldn't watch Japanese wrestling as easily as yeah. you could now. It was kind of one of like the last bastions of the internet, I guess. Yeah. Yet, and it, and if you love anything, if you're listening to this and you have a hobby. Say your hobby's knitting and somebody just provides you with bags of free wool every week. Mm -hmm. Say your hobby is cooking and somebody provides you with the greatest like spices every week for free. That's what Jamal would do. He would just give people access to these shows for free on Daily Motion and he never asked for anything for it. He just wanted to promote He just wanted to promote something that he enjoyed and thought other people would enjoy. And it's uh yeah, it was horrible. Horrible to hear because he was just like one of the most selfless guys. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a scene that can be selfish and shitty at times, especially sort of the internet sort of wrestling community can be fucking horrible at times. <laughs> but Jamal was one of the real fucking good ones. Um, yeah, shout out, real hero.
1: Shout out, uh, dude. He, he was a real hero. He, like, he lived he up was, to his Yeah, name. literally. Yeah, exactly. So, God, we proper nerd, out <laughs> there. We? We're a wrestling podcast now. Everyone, we're like one of the twenty million that are in existence.
0: I was gonna say yeah, there's only about fifteen million in existence. Christ, my,
1: my mate said to me like uh, when we first started the podcast, my mate Matthew, who I mentioned like really early one, early on, he's the one who knocked my teeth out when we were playing a uh, British bulldog. Oh yeah, he said to, he said to me um, when we first started, oh. like I didn't really see the point in another podcast about um, parenting. I feel like there's lots of them out there, but yours is actually really good. I don't know if that's a half like a half heart compliment, but I took it. So we'll we'll, we'll be happy with that. Here's he the just, thing no, he still listens, so
0: that's a good thing. There you go, shout out to that guy. Here's the thing I, that I kind of think about this, is we do it for kind of... And the same with me with my hockey podcast, shout out to Brits One Puck, check us out. <laughs> We're on all good podcasting networks and some bad ones. the The reason why I decided to do this show and the hockey show was kind of for two reasons, was that I wanted this to be a place where... Dads could just get together, talk the shit, talk about being a parent, and then just kind of have silly laughs and put that out to the world. And I think it's there's so many kind of doom and gloom things out there that I wanted to kind of sometimes just put some silliness back into the universe and and kind of do it that way. And the second reason was it's nice to... I feel like it's nice sometimes when you have three, pe- like three friends, talking about just random stuff because then mm-hmm. you feel as though you're part of the conversation with them. Yeah, and you can kind of join in with them, kind of thing. And look, no, I it. like I don't know a subject that there wouldn't be a million podcasts on already that wasn't something that was just totally random. Okay, yeah, I doubt there's many underwater basket weaving podcasts out there. Ooh. Probably not. But you know, there's so many out there. It, it's like saying, why it's like it's like saying why would first time filmmakers bother making any more films? Because yeah. well, they think they got something, so they're going to put it out there. Yeah. You know, it's why do they keep making new cars? There's already enough cars. Well, because maybe people want to buy this new car because they like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of that. And, we're, and I've said before, we're not expecting anything from it. And it was just, uh, and I thought we had a good, unique situation because we do. Definitely. Yeah, you know. We're um, we're all at very different stages of our lives with very different stages of children, and I just thought that was kind of a a good dynamic to put out there.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: the um, something you will realize, Benny, being a, a parent is something I realized this week, and but hadn't realized for a while was that my daughter hadn't seen her uh, best friend for a little bit face to face since school finished. I said, oh, let's go. We'll go on a bike ride round to your friends because she lives about 10 minutes away. So we'll go on our bikes and mm-hmm. you two can play in the garden in her garden for a little bit. She's like, yeah, great, show. Sure. Georgia's friend has a little brother who's about four. I think he's four. For some reason, Benny, and you'll get this when you go to uh, birthday parties with Freya. Mm-hmm. For some reason, little boys will want to come over and punch and kick you. I oh, yeah. don't know why this is, <laughs> but every time I took Georgia to a party... There'd always be a little boy punching or hitting or kicking one of the parents. Maybe not in a <laughs> horrible way, but I think that's just what little boys do. And of course, the issue is, is that you can't punch them back <laughs> or kick them back or swear at them and say, who are you? Get off me. Let's chuffing go. If you want to go, we'll go.
1: <laughs> you just, try and, to you me just try and stop me. I will, I will hockey fight a child if he starts with me. I'll pull this <laughs> jumper over his head and start digging him.
0: <laughs> just start throwing haymakers exactly yeah so we're, we're, Georgia was playing out in the front garden uh, with her friend and they said will you play hide and seek with us because I always get dragged in because I'm stupid goofy dad and I was like yeah sure alright fine so I'm counting playing hide and seek I find a little boy he gets annoyed at this and runs over and starts punching me in the leg <laughs> and I'm like what am I sp- like <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do here so you have to just kind of uh, top tips you have to just kind of distract them to get them to go away and pick up, oh, yeah, look at that over there. Whoa, what is that? And then, go, and then they'll go away and forget about it. But just get ready because a little party, like at phrase parties or something, or a little birthday girl or boy's party that you're going to go to, there's going to be a point where a little boy is going to punch or kick you for, for no reason, and you have to kind of learn to fend them off unaggressively.
1: So I can't just pick them up and powerbomb them is what you're saying?
0: That is what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, it, it
1: can't be the great Carly versus
0: Rey Mysterio. Oh dear! Unfortunately,
1: good pull. <laughs> it's like I mean, on, 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 again on a related rest note. I bloody loved the great Carly. I know he couldn't move, but I was fascinated by him every time I saw him. That a man with such tiny ankles and so was so big. How did he move? He's a freak of nature.
0: I mean, you say move, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like continental drift. It, was kind of, it wasn't, ex- wasn't exactly fleet of foot. He he barely moved. <laughs> Poor guy, Jesus!
1: I'd hate to be like that. That's yeah. a, oh my god, it's awful. I'd also think that um, uh, I'm, not mass, I'm not necessarily built for hide and seek, so you know uh, that might be a bit difficult for me. I think I'd end up being the one, as, as you know, I'm very competitive. So if I um, if I struggle to um, hide from the children successfully, I feel like I might be the one punching and kicking people and the people <laughs> who find me.
0: You're going to be, you're going to be the one at the party punching and kicking you the parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to be, it's to to be blossom. Uh, blossom, can you go in? And- oh, sorry, yeah, I'll go and get him. Jordan, <laughs> come on, come on, Jordan.
1: Or oh, no ice cream?
0: Oh, it's not fair.
1: <laughs> you know what I thought you were going to say as well about um again little boys at parties. Um, I thought you were going to have to deal with them doing knee slides on the uh, on the shiny dance floor because. Also, that does happen. Yeah, appreciate like, It absolutely happens. Yeah, that's something. That's something that I will be joining in on, like uh, doing Jurgen Klinsmann slides on the floor, and hopefully getting Fred to join in with that as well.
0: I gotta say, right. So we go to a party once, and I always, I, it was always me that used to go because obviously Sarah works every like most Saturdays, and Neil, and usually she'll work two days at the weekend. Yeah. So obviously the parties where it was the weekend. It was always me that would take George to the parties. So we go to this party. You know, get there, the, the party's already going, everyone's happy. They've got a guy who's ent- like an entertainer. He's not a clown, but he'll do magic and little silly kids. He was really good, to be fair. I normally cringe at that stuff, but this guy was excellent. So at some point, he says to the kids, I think we're about we're about 10 minutes in. He says, okay, kids, come sit down, we'll do some stuff. The door into the big hall opens about 20 foot away. And a, a little boy from George's class at the time was late. All he did, he ran as fast as he could to the group, slid the last five (laughs) foot on his knees with his arms out and exclaimed, I'm here, as he stopped sliding. I was like, oh my God, this kid knows how to make an absolute entrance. I'm a big fan of this
1: child. I would like to meet this child and shake his hand. Dude, he's
0: awesome. He's awesome. He's so good. You said I should have recorded something uh, before we came on the show tonight. For some reason right now, I don't know why, and obviously you can't really assist with this, but my daughter will not shut up. She <laughs> cannot, for some reason, just sit and watch something. She's constantly singing or chattering or talking or making up rhymes or and i don't I'm, I'm not one of those parents who loses their rag i'm I'm actually really kind of chilled, and you know kids are just kids, it's letting be kids, mm-hmm. it's fine, yeah, good, cool. but I just have to. I'm like Georgia, you just shut up. I'm like, right, five minutes, <laughs> five minutes of no sound, because all you get in your ear is just. Uh, <laughs> I'm like George. She's like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm like Georgia. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what's. I don't know what's happened. I don't know why she started to just sing everything or try and make songs out of everything. It's very and she'll do these. Do, do you ever see shooting stars back in the day? Mm-hmm.
1: Right, is she doing, doing club singing? Like uh, Rick Reeves Dude, I swear <laughs> on a stack of
0: Bibles. I swear <laughs> to you on a stack of Bibles. Every time she does it, I'm like, why are you doing the club style? <laughs> and she doesn't get it because she doesn't know what it is. I'm like, why are you singing in the club style? And she's like, what, do you, what is this? What do you mean? And then just watching MasterChef, like literally watching MasterChef as, as I sort of came onto, the, uh, onto Discord with you. And like, five seconds earlier, Some woman said, I mean, it was the most mundane comment ever. She goes, oh, yeah, so uh, I've made like a little chicken with like a little gravy with it. (laughs) And then for some reason, Georgia goes, it's a chicken with a gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why are you singing this? She's like, I don't know. And I wouldn't mind, right? My daughter is very much, uh, I I would say rebellious in in a certain (laughs) way. In that if I said to her, Okay, so, and I've said, I've said this to her. Do you want to go and have singing lessons? And she'll say, oh, no, definitely not. And i say, why? And she'll say, well, because then I have to do what they say. And I don't want to do that. I just yeah. want to do my own thing. So she'll do cartwheels in the front room. She'll do, like, front overs in the front room. She'll she'll say, right, Dad, can we, like I said before, like, we'll have, like, little fights. Like, right, you know, I'll, you sit down. I'll sit kind of on your knee. And then I've got to try and escape from your clutches. I'm like, right, That's fine. Right, yeah. But, yeah, like. Will you go to fighting class? Yeah, I don't want to. Will you go to gymnastics? Yeah, I don't want to. Do you want to go to like singing lessons? No, I don't want to. Why? Because they'll tell me what to do. I'm like, mm. All right. <laughs> like, fair enough. I can kind of respect it, but I, I need somebody to teach her not to sing in the club style.
1: Well, I think, obviously, I've had a lot fewer um, interactions with Georgia than you have over the years, considering that I see her like twice a year at most. Um, but you can tell from meeting her like quite early on that she's. Um, really like creative like she's always I remember like coming up she was always coming up with games coming up with things to do coming up with songs like me and Blossom still sing the songs that she sang when we went and visited you (laughs) last time about how she's going to be a rock star or um, the song where she I can't remember what she had she gave us like bits of paper and she started singing the the song about that she went um, who's it for who's it for who's it for Blossom and we, we, we we still do that. That got stuck in our head so much that that's something that we still do. And I I think like it's it's not to um, big up your parenting skills or your child too much, but Georgia is fucking awesome. She is one of the coolest little kids I have ever met. So she's great. Ner- Genuinely, she know, is. Support her, nurture her. I say. I hope I hope Freya grows up to be half as cool as Georgia is. And I'm sure she will because her well. I'm all right. Her mum is the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Phrase, I think Fraser would be perfectly fine. I do. I, I have this vision that George is going to be one of those people who she somehow finds a niche of something and someone's going to say, oh, where'd you train at? She's going to say, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, like, You know, like the guys who do the music for Stranger Things. Mm-hmm.
1: They kind yeah. of did
0: music, but the, they only they only got that gig because they just put their stuff on YouTube for people to like. And some guy went, Well, wow, that's really good, actually. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to use that. Or somebody like... I, don't know, I was listening to Thundercat before, and his style is nothing. He's just got his own style. It's not been taught to him. Someone's not said to him, "Oh, put these beats here and these beats here." Or like mm. The Weekend or someone like that. Yeah. I think they're so talented. Or you know, like, I know you. I know you love. I, I'm not really a fan, but I really appreciate Muse. Like Matt Bellamy is self-taught. No one's taught yeah, him how to exactly. play guitar, and you can tell because nobody mm. can make the noises that he makes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you think, well. Sometimes, if you're taught, you are also taught bad habits by older people who are not sort of relevant to change and things like that. And I can see Georgia being like that. they will just yeah. end up making music or songs somehow, and they'll just catch on somehow, and it'll be something like that. I think. But I could
1: absolutely see that. Absolutely. So, um, and, go and I've had something on my um on my notes app that I've been meaning to talk about for a while. I guess it it leads into like um georgia's creativity and uh, imagination or stuff um did georgia have any um, imaginary friends when she was younger
0: (laughs) no she didn't but i did
1: oh really tell us about your imaginary friends daniel (laughs) (laughs) show show me yours show me yours and i'll show you mine okay
0: i will say first is that georgia treats her teddy like he's part of the family so teddy is is Yeah, Teddy's very important, and he goes everywhere, comes on holiday with us. The classic, like this is, you know, he, he is part of the family kind of thing. So that's the closest thing George has got to an imaginary friend. My imaginary friend was called Kenny. So okay. bearing in mind, this is way before South Park, because I'm 40 <laughs> years old. So this is probably 1984, <laughs> around there. And my mum used to have to make two plates of food. It was that yeah. bad. Yeah. No, <laughs> so one no. was for
1: me. I've heard this one very much. Cle- I've heard this before. I think uh, Blossom's mum had to make an extra plate of food for her uh, imaginary friend. What was hers called? Blossom, what was your imaginary friend called? Oh, no, sorry. Inky. Inky. Inky was Blossom's imaginary friend.
0: But
1: Inky. Why Inky? She was the naughty one, not Blossom.
0: No,
1: Fiona. <laughs> oh, Fiona. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the naughty one was Fiona. She had Inky, and she had Fiona. And Fiona,
0: if, I love if, that. That's like uh, that's like Ralph Wiggum, <laughs> <laughs> like burn them, Ralph, burn them all. <laughs>
1: yes, Fiona. Yeah, yeah if if, Fiona, uh, I if Blossom did all. anything naughty, it was actually all Fiona's fault. Wow. So did, so did you then as well? So as a, it's, it's been a um, again something that Blossoms wanted me to talk about on the podcast for a long time. Because... Oh, we're excited. <laughs> I had. Um, I had quite an active imagination when I was little, so the fact that I had seven um, imaginary friends, what? <laughs> so I texted my mum um, earlier this morning, just because I, I I knew I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today because obviously Adam's not here and I wanted to, I you know I, I I'm, I'll admit like I am probably the the least talkative of the three and that's fine. So I wanted to bring something to the party today. So, I asked my mum um, this morning, like, tell me about my imaginary friends. Like, I knew a little bit. So, this this was when I was about three or four, she says. I had seven imaginary friends, six of them. um, Their names all began with J. So, uh, she said uh, there was um, Jake, Josh, Jethro, Jamie. What was the other one? Joel. Joel. Oh, I can't remember the other one. So, yeah. I like, all Jeth- began- I like Jethro. Jethro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, like, like six of them all began with J. The seventh one, for some. Possum's <laughs> cracking up any of it in the room. The seventh one, for reasons I do not understand, I called Healthy. His name was Healthy, <laughs> and I don't understand why. <laughs> and. <laughs> They weren't—they weren't the sort of imaginary friends like who followed me around, like or had or had to have dinner with me. But my mum had like, to—my mum had to kiss them all goodnight after I had my bedtime story.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Poor, do you know what? I bet she was thinking, "Jesus Christ! Any more of this, we are taking this boy to a psychiatrist because I am fucking terrified." <laughs> There's a whole army of them <laughs> going to get me. <laughs> Healthy. Yeah,
1: Where'd mate. Get... I, I haven't got. I haven't got a clue. I. I wish I had an explanation for it. I wish I could um, justify my strange behaviours when I was a child, but I can't, unfortunately. You know what's weird as well. I always wondered if having an only uh, having an imaginary friend was because I was an only child.
0: Mm-hmm. I often wondered that as like a sort of brother or sister substitute. But you had a sister.
1: Yeah, I had a hang sister. Hang on, yeah. was she?
0: Hang on, is she older or younger? I can never remember.
1: She's older than me. She is. Um... She'll be thirty nine this year, so five years older than me.
0: And she had imaginary oh, okay, friends yeah, too. So I think
1: one. I think one of her imaginary friends was a horse, if I remember correctly. <laughs> was she called unhealthy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the she unhealthy led, She horse. had a very assorted lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think as well, like healthy is like very ironic considering the um, the fat piece of shit I turned into as a <laughs> at an old age.
0: I'm guessing healthy must have died when he was younger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was no longer a good influence on I me. Mean.
0: <laughs> oh God, healthy—that's amazing. I love that's so interesting. Mine was just boring because, well, I guess like me because I'm fucking boring now. But yeah, mine was just dull. We just play we just play games together, or yeah. you know, play He-Man together and stuff. And then mom would have to make two sets of tea. I like the idea that Blossom had two, and one of them was kind of evil, and then you, <laughs> you had you had basically an army. <laughs> you were like fucking Colonel Benthamon over here. Right, lads? (laughs) Same thing we do every night healthy. We try and take over the world. It's weird. I wonder why some... I wonder why... That's an interesting psychological... There's obviously a reason. There's clearly a reason. Because of, you know, the way things are nowadays. They'll have done studies and stuff like that. But yeah, I I don't know why... Sarah didn't either. Sarah didn't. And Georgia hasn't either. Mm. I always thought Georgia would, like I said, because she's an only child. So I just assumed she would just for that reason. But she would just play with teddy or her dollies or or something like that and so she never had the imaginary friend well not that she's you know not she's <laughs> not that she's told me christ how bad would that be now
1: <laughs> georgia does she have just to like... deal georgia does have to deal with the fact that the ghost of our um, friend sven lives in a cat poirot
0: <laughs> that's true but but paro lives in the other room that's his room so <laughs> i guess she's kind of used to that that's we need fine. we need
1: to um we need to table this um subject for Adam um when he's back cuz I would like to see um if he has anything to bring to this uh, conversation. Yeah, well,
0: I can only imagine he would do. If he actually listens to this as well.
1: Yeah. I asked you as well.
0: Weirdly as us with us both just being, you know, regular non-famous folk, mm-hmm. we've never really had the opportunity to put ourselves out there and be sort of crazy successful footballers or amazing musicians or film stars. So I said to you, could you think of a time or could you remember a time where you felt as though I am really cool and I've nailed this scenario? And I was wondering if you if you had one or not. I've got two that always spring up from just random petty, not petty, but just like non-significant things happened in my life. But at that time, I felt like I was king of the world. And I wonder if you had any.
1: Petty's the right word, because I was about to bring up to you, not this isn't one of mine, but I was wondering if this is one of yours, uh, the time that you kicked a field goal um, with me and Sven. I was wondering if that was going to be one of yours. Because you didn't shut up about that for that whole weekend. No, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, for those of you who don't know, is that me, Benny, and our uh, beloved friend who's passed Sven, RIP to my boy, uh, we kind of met in a a chat room forum where we all like Japanese wrestling and we all like the NFL. So the so three niche. of us being fans of the kind of so niche that we into, we fit into two in the Venn diagram of niches we are fucking right bang in the middle. <laughs> so I've got I've got an American football. So we had um, we basically did drills, didn't we? Sort of yeah. basically defense, catching, passing, and kicking. And I was the only yeah. one to kick a field goal, and I kicked two field goals. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, that's actually not one of mine because there wasn't a big enough crowd. There's only there's only three of oh, us. Of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, my one um, does actually involve a crowd and it's funny enough that um, this year is the 10th anniversary and uh, shout outs to, um, again, my friend and you know him as well, Steve Moore, fellow Buccaneers fan yep. uh, from, from the Pez fan uh, group. Um, this year is the 10th anniversary of my um, game-winning interception in the Buccaneers versus Bears fan game. Play just before they played at Wembley Stadium.
0: No way! I never knew about this!
1: So, there was a, we, basically I was tagging along with the um, the Bucks UK, like a fan group, because Steve was a part of it I wasn't, because i too tight to pay, like, a membership fee. And me and Steve were going to Tampa, like this was in, the, the game in London was, in, like, in October, and we were going over to Tampa in November to watch the Bucks. And, um, they organised like a, a fan game between the, the Buccaneers fans and the Chicago Bears fans. And at the same time as well, they had some celebrities there. So um, uh, Neil Reynolds, who presents the NFL on Sky Sports, he was hanging about there. And he played a little bit as well, because I think he played tight end in college. He did mention that at some point, I think. And there are some uh, Buccaneers legends there as well. Guys you might have heard of, um, uh, Jimmy Giles, who's... Um, in the Bucks Ring of Honor, It's like one yeah, of the yeah. best tight ends ever, um, Shelton Quarles, who won the Super Bowl, he was the other linebacker who wasn't Derek Brooks. Um, yeah. And I got to hold his Super Bowl ring, which was like crazy, like fanboy moment right there. Oh, I've seen that Super- picture. Super Bowl winning quarterback and former Dallas Cowboy um, Brad Johnson. I met him as of well. Of course, he is absolutely massive. By the way, he's huge. So it's kind of like a um, sort of like flag football, touch football sort of game. Like, um, sort, sort of like played on a five-a-side pitch. So we're only playing at like half the pitch. So you start on the halfway line of, like, the a, a soccer pitch, essentially. And you have to, you know, you there's no, no, like, downs and distances. You just have to score, essentially. And it was getting towards the end of the game because the the game at Wembley was going to start soon. I hadn't played much because I was too busy, like, fanboying over Shelton Qualls and Brad Johnson. Like saying to Shelton, Calls, oh my God, you're still in such good shape. How come you're not playing anymore, Shelton? <laughs> Ooh, let me touch your muscles, Shelton." And um, yeah, and I I decided to put myself in like right at the end of the game. I was like, "Oh, I'll have a little play." And being like the size I am, I play um, I would put myself in at linebacker because I'm at that point I wasn't big enough to be a defensive lineman, and and as well like it was only touch football, so I couldn't like drag someone down to the floor and and destroy them how much like i'd like to so i put myself in at linebacker coverage linebacker for some reason and the quarterback on the opposing team like you could see he was trying to target me because obviously again um fat boy not very athletic easy target he fought he threw the worst pass ever and it went straight into my hands like it would it would have been harder to not catch the ball, you, know, you understand? Like it was, it was so easy. And then I took yeah, that yeah. ball and then ran it down the other end for a score. And then that was pretty much it. As like, it was kind of like a last last goal win sort of scenario. No way. Like some, that was your yeah, was just, it Ronde
0: Barber who blew up the Eagle Stadium? Oh,
1: oh Ronde <laughs> That was your Ronde moment. The best player back in Buckingham Yeah, it was my Rondé moment. That's right. There you go. Yeah. So that was I'd say that was it. And it's it's something that I still talk about I mean, clearly, I'm doing it now. Still, something I'm still talking about <laughs> ten years, ten years on, the adoration of the Buccaneers fans and some players. Yeah, it was good. And then yeah, we went. Me and Steve and I went to um, uh, Tampa like the month after. And I, much to much the chagrin of the Buccaneers fan group, I I still mentioned it then. We were at dinner. I was like, oh, do <laughs> you remember when I uh, made an interception in the game? <laughs> that was good, were I'm not it? I'm not joining the little fan group, but you know, just remember how good I was then. Yeah. That's awesome. So that, that's, yeah, that's, probably the, need... that's probably the one that comes to my mind.
0: Being, Brit- I was thinking about this because I was thinking like sort of being British. Pe- British people really, sort of genuinely don't sort of like to talk themselves up that much. They'll just <laughs> gonna play it down and be like, "No, well, you know, I was lucky," and blah, blah. And I think sometimes, no, no, you should be happy to sort of promote yourself in that way. Say with a your cool, chest. Yeah, cool, cool moment in your life. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Get it out there. Okay, so I got two. Okay, one in one was <clears throat> which I'll explain quickly. I used to work uh, for a finance team and there were three older ladies who were our bosses. There was Carol, Sharon, and then our bigger boss was called Irene. And nobody in the office really liked Carol because at that point she got too old and couldn't do her job. So we were always kind of clearing up her mistakes and stuff. And then she would try and blame us for things even though we were trying to help her and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, she'd gone on a holiday and while she was on a holiday, she'd fallen over, clearly hammered. And like hurt herself, like like cut her face and had a big black eye and all this kind of stuff. So she gets back from holiday, got this injury, blah blah blah. She goes round and she's showing uh, Irene pictures of her holiday. At the time, it was the only it's the only place I've ever worked where the majority of people I worked with have been lads. So Mm. ever else I've worked has always been women. So it was kind of a weird dynamic for me to work in an office, and it was a huge, it was a classic, you know, those classic massive open plan. Yeah. I think it was like 20, 23, 24 people in this office. Huge open plan office. And I and still talk to the guys to this day. There was sort of five or six guys who we kind of like... And then me. So there was like seven of us. And we formed this kind of tight-knit group and stuff. And we kind of got on really well and are still friends now. So I sent an email to the six lads at the same time. An email said, Oh God, did you hear that? Carol was just showing Irene her holiday pictures. Irene said... Oh, God, Carol, you look terrible. These injuries look horrible. And Carol said, Oh, no, no, that was before the accident. So <laughs> so I hit send, and I've, I swear to God, four seconds after I hit send, all six of those lads burst out laughing at the same time. <laughs> and I just thought, I'm never, ever going to nail a joke <laughs> like that ever again. It, it it worked perfectly, and it because everyone looked up, and it was that classic shit. What are they like other people were like? What are they laughing at? I want to know what they're laughing at. <laughs> and I had that kind of I made that happen, and I felt good. But my all time, my all time, non important, doesn't matter in life. Only three people are ever going to remember it moment. So my parents couldn't afford to take me on a foreign holiday when I was a kid. So my auntie and uncle. Because of uh, my cousin Gaz, who's like basically like my brother, um, we grew up together. So he's like only he's like 13 years younger than me, but we grew up together. He's like my brother. So my auntie and uncle said, We're going to Ibiza for a week. We'll pay for you to come with us. And because I'd stayed at his loads, he'd stay at my loads. And they actually got, you know, they'd done well and got some money. So we're like, Yeah, great. So we get there. My first foreign holiday, me and my cousin find the classic arcade. That's, you know, that's it. That's my, basically, that's my week's holiday money gone in that arcade. They had, I don't know if you remember Neo Geo Soccer, but the mm. arcade machine version of it. Of course. And it was like, yeah, it was like a, um, you basically pl- played through a World Cup, but it was so hard, this game. And me and my cousin must have spent probably we must have spent close to 70 quid because all we did the whole holiday was play. On, we hardly went in the pool. We just played on this footy game the whole time because at that point, we didn't have consoles or anything like that. We were just yeah. kids happy to have all this access to this arcade machine. So one night we're playing it. I obviously, you know, I, I go England. I get through to the second round. So I said to my cousin, so nobody's watching me. I shout at my cousin I'm like, "Oh, I got through to second round." He's like, "Oh, no way! Cool, that's amazing." I think because we'd only done it once before, us. I think he'd got through once before or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, I'll come watch for a bit." I was like, "Yeah, no worries." So I win that game, get through to the quarterfinal. Then I win that game. So then we're kind of like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm in the semifinals here in this game. This is pretty. I've been on this game now this because probably for about an hour and a half. I'm like, like, you know, obviously getting the classic like just enough sweat on my hands so the controller feels right and all that kind of thing. <laughs> so. My cousin says, I've got to get some more people because we've been playing it the whole time. And like families that were there kept coming in and going, oh, How are you getting on? Oh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, like and we'd kind of catch, Oh, yeah, you know, playing on the game again. Yeah, that's great. And it kind of become this running thing that me and my cousin were just living on this game, basically. So I play a game. I played Germany in the semi final. I'm like zoned into this screen. I'm basically the Matrix at this point. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> zoned into this game so hard. So I, I score the first goal. And, like, five people behind me, like, go, yes, like that. So I turn around, <laughs> and there's, like, five people behind who've been watching me, and I didn't know, because my cousin had gone, he's in the semi-finals. <laughs> like, we've got to go see this. <laughs> so I score again. Like, the, I, I win the game 4-1. But the more I score, the louder the cheers are behind me, because more people are now, like, he's in the final. Like, yeah. he's getting, he's going to be in the final. But I don't I don't turn around, for because I'm, like, I'm just zoned in. You're, I'm like, I can't. you're too focused. I'm too focused. I can't take my eyes off the screen. I played Brazil in the final, and I, I and I won one 0 right? And I scored on a deflected goal in the first half. And I tell you, I swear to God, like there must have been thirty people behind me, and I didn't know. And this fucking <laughs> like this cheer goes up, like it's, it's like it's England, actually England. And it's like yeah, it's all right. Like people are high fiving and clapping. I turn around, shots like what the fuck is going on? And there's all these people behind me. So then, when the final whistle goes the entire restaurant next door has cleared out because the, the arcade was attached <laughs> to a restaurant. And there was like loads of people behind you. <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? And they're all patting me on the shoulder like, oh my God, I can't believe you won. Like, I got to put my name on the high score table and all this kind of thing. <laughs> Mate, I tell you, I will never ever be like a king like that ever again. That I beat, I kind have of played and beat Neo Geo World Cup Soccer, whatever the hell it was called.
1: But yeah, I, I actually just, had a I crowd. Just... I just just imagine um, Gaz. You say it was like the Matrix. It sounds like the scene from uh, the Matrix when uh, Morpheus and Neo start fighting each other, and the little <laughs> a little Rat Boy on the crew goes around and tells <laughs> everyone, "I was like, he's in the semi-finals. He's in the set, and just the whole restaurant clears out to go see him." Did you it do that ultimate? Mi- Did you do the ultimate mic drop after you won the, the won the World Cup and just put like "bum" as your name on the high score screen? Because that's what I would have done.
0: No, I wasn't. No, because I was I was only I think I was I think I was 15 at the time, so I was too I was too busy geeking out and being like, oh my god, I did it, I did it! I couldn't play it cool. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't cool guy who walks away from an explosion. It was you know it was nerdy nerdy teenager nearly wets his pants. Was, was basically what it was. <laughs> but yeah, people out there, enjoy your successes. We don't enjoy our successes yeah. enough. Tell people about them.
1: You should enjoy them. That's it's awesome. good. Talk about it ten years and, uh, ten years later on, like it was still the best thing that's ever happened to you. Exactly. I love that story about you, though. I never knew that. I never
0: knew that. That's so cool. All right. <laughs> there we go. I thought a good way to end. I think a positive, yeah, uplifting definitely. messages from us both.
1: The, the messages. Say it with your. Say it with your bloody chest.
0: Yeah. Puff your chest out. Enjoy it. Exactly. Tell people. I once intercepted a football pass in a flag football yeah. game between two sets of fans, and tell people yeah. I once beat an arcade game and be proud be proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, anything else from you, mate?
1: No, just um, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, take care, folks. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.